Guys, they do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. Yeah. Is that a beer? You don't drink beer. That wasn't a beer, was it? It's a beer. It's a beer battery brought to you by V. Ah. No, it's not brought to you by V. It's brought to you by the magic guys. The magic guy. I paid for it, I guess. Well, yeah. we paid for it, you know, really. Anyway, tell them what's your, up, bro. You're back your money finally. Is our money. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. <laughs> what's up, guys? Episode is- 111. We got the crew back. We're finally here. We had two weeks off because we're all busy. And we're back now. As Jace would say, back now, baby. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might say that too, though. You tend to say that. You, just, you say baby a lot as well now. I know, so. especially in our messages. It's just you know, so you, you, wonderful to say. Well, you know what they say, man. You adopt the five people that you look up to the most. You imitate them. So no, that's not exactly how it goes. <laughs> no, I've changed it. I've changed it. You look up to me the most, so you imitate me. I get it. That's cool, bro. I right. respect it. I would imitate me too if I was you, bro. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> how are you anyway? How's everyone doing? You guys already know how I'm doing because everything's like transparent for me. <laughs> Well, I mean, as far as the vlogs go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been keeping up to date. For the mo- I, sometimes I'll miss, it'll be like every second day, but for the most part, I'm still like keeping up to what you're doing with your axe throwing and... Yeah, I got pretty good at that, dude. I'm pretty good at throwing an axe. <laughs> that was... Yeah. What, why, where did that come about? Is that... That's not I was a just, no, show, I was, right? No. Oh, no. I, the axe is in, my, uh, is in my straight jacket show, but I don't throw it. I just... I had a tree there and I was like, I'm going to throw an axe at a tree. As you do. Yeah. You get strangers to, to help out. Yeah, man. Fine. Right? Why not, dude? It's like I, the way I see it is like, you know, if everyone throws an axe then everybody's happy. I need an axe now. Sick. All right. Well, it's good to see everyone in the chat as well. Uh, I la- I titled this, you know, a fringe debrief, I guess, just because it's fitting that Jace is back from the fringe. Thomas and Hudson, thank you, bro. Thanks for watching. This yeah. is a subject Thanks, I'm Thomas. greatly interested in, you know, beyond what you did. Like, did you go to many of the events there beyond work? I know it's hard to do that sometimes, but. Oh, yeah, I saw shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know you saw so, Charlie. Uh, yeah, that had to be a highlight. Charlie Caper. It was a good act. I saw Ben Hart too. I, I'd never seen Ben Hart before, but I've seen him now and I like him. He's good. Man, that what would are, good what are the venues you're seeing these guys <laughs> in? What's the what's the theater situation for a show oh, like, like Charlie Caper? It's like a carnival, you know? It's like in they're in like tents and stuff, these okay. these really like elaborate like carnival tents. Yeah, it's cool. All right. Yeah, it's a really and cool vibe. <clears throat> when I when I put up this video um this live someone on facebook was like good luck there's more performers than there are spots what yeah, did you yeah feel that's that? a, a street performer from uh melbourne uh no uh, yes i mean there are a lot of performers and the you know like i couldn't just go out and do shows whenever i wanted i had to go out and do whatever slot i got which meant sometimes you just get screwed mm. Sometimes it's amazing. Like you'll go out, you do a show, it's a banger. Other times you go out, you get like a really bad time slot, and you you just have to tough it out. Like it's and it's like, you know, it's working uphill kind of thing. It's tough, but um, the whole point of fringe though isn't to go and 
get rich. It's to go and spend time with other performers. You end up learning so much from it. It's like a yeah, it's like an education rather than a than a you know making money. So I, I mean, feel I learned a lot. Also, Mika grew as a performer, grew exponentially. Like I can only imagine. Yeah, coming from New Zealand where he's just going out on the weekends and doing his day job to now being amongst it at the highest, you know, you can. Yeah, he um, he he went from, you know, barely scraping the bottom end of like $10 a hat to doing his first almost $200 hat. What? Yeah, like yeah, he's uh, he, he's growing very fast. Yeah, um, and this is, again, like you were saying, you, not only do you get the reps, the, all those performance opportunities, but you're surrounded by all of these people that you can talk to and learn, right? Yeah, and you see like how they work it, and, mm-hmm. you know, the jokes that they do and just the just the general environment of like people motivated to be better performers, you know what I mean? And you just start learning and it's good. Uh, watching Mika grow is so fascinating to me, you know, as like an entertainer. He's, it's very interesting. It's like a case study. Yeah, I mean, you're watching, you're literally watching him grow, just like I guess how, you know, James guided you and he watched you grow. Yes. It's like the circle of life happening again. Kind of, yeah, except I will. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that we were on a podcast for a brief second. <laughs> it, it was interesting. It was interesting you were saying how, um, I mean, it was only because they were being a kind of heckling family, but it was interesting how you were like, the family had just watched Mika. And so because he'd learned from you, they were like, oh, the other guy just did that trick. Oh, the other it. guy did that trick. Uh, I don't think I had, I don't think that had anything to do with it. Like he, he didn't, Mika doesn't do the same show as me. I know, uh, I know. He does a but similar, from... like similar stuff, but his show is very different. And I've made it very clear, like uh, um, I'm happy to help him make jokes and stuff, but I won't accept him using the same material as me. So in the end, it's like, yeah, there are some jokes that are like similar, but he has different wordings for them and stuff, which is like, I think important too. It's helping him grow individually. It's so good to to have that attitude with him. That's going to benefit him immensely. Yeah, I was like, I was like, when I started out, man, I was a hard carbon <laughs> copy of my teacher, right? And I was like, you don't want to be like that because it's it's not good for you and it stunts your growth and it's really yeah. Hard the evolution like, just takes that much longer that way. Yeah, if you really are becomes, talented, then you're hindering it becomes harder yourself, to be right? your own to be your own self. So I made it. So yeah, I pretty much forced him to be his own self. But this family that was in my crowd. Yeah, it was off the back end of him. You know how people are. It's like, well, he already did a card trick. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, that was the that was the kind of thing. And so, and I and the thing is, this time slot is like time slots are valuable, man. And I got half an hour, and I start, and this family just constantly saying, "Oh, he just did that. He did that." So I was like, "Okay," I was like, "No worries. I'm just going to stop here, and I'm going to get a new crowd." And then I did. And then the very next person was this. The like, I'm cool with drunk people. I'm so cool with drunk people. I'm not cool with people who reek. Like, you know, like this person had a, a pungent odor that was bleeding throughout. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I was like, there's just no winning for me. So my last show of the festival was, it was, don't get me wrong. It was, it was small. Like I only got like a crowd of 20 people or something. It was small mm. and it paid, you know, pretty well considering. But it was like, I was hoping for like a nice, big, thick crowd, like a, you know, a solid bang and a finish to it. But yeah, I guess that's life, man. 
that's go just at the how bank. Goes. Can you you know? Can you imagine if that family was like watching um, jugglers and they're like, "Oh, the last guy juggled three clubs." They they probably are. Oh, like the last that, guy man. juggled knives. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how stupid. What, yeah. yeah. How, yeah. The thing is, though, is that magic has a more intimate <laughs> environment. So, like, when you're doing a juggling show, you build a crowd, but they stand away. And there's no, they're not as connected as when you do a magic show, you start with people literally inches away from you mm. and then you progressively build up from there. You and can so say it's, it. like, it's not as good as magic. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very different. Yeah, it's very different for sure. I, I think yeah. juggling is great. Like a good juggling <clears throat> show is phenomenal. I've seen, yeah. I, saw, I saw a few jugglers at this uh, festival where it's like, man, maybe I should start mm. learning juggling. But there is this distinction. Fun. They start with the fourth wall up. You know, they're not starting with intimate experiences. It's hey, we're doing yeah. a show. You stand over there. Yes. Yeah. And yes. What's What's the backstory on the um the manager of it? The guy that was like putting the kids in his suitcase when he did his show and like that, yeah, that was freaking awesome. That, guy, that guy's phenomenal. Uh, Conrad. His name's Conrad. He's a uh, he's just an OG street performer, man. I think he's the same age as James, and he. Uh, just does it all, man. Whip cracking, magic, uh, juggling, pretty much any any like carny skill you can think of. He has, he can at least to some extent do it and do it quite well too. Like he was like walking around springing cards, man. He was like, and I was like, wow. dude, what the? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and obviously, and obviously, like, his hat skills were crazy. His the thing that I found, you didn't see this, but the thing that I found the most fascinating is, I there was only like two of us there. I think that we're good with whips. Like, and when I say good, I don't mean like we crack it to make a noise to get a crowd. I mean, we actually know how to use whips. Right. And then out of nowhere, Conrad's like, Oh, that's a pretty nice whip. Do you mind if I have a look at it? And he just starts doing all this crazy shit, some stuff that I have never seen before. And I was like, what the, f-? I was like, dude. And he's like, yeah, that's just a pretty nice whip. And then he just hands it back to me and leaves. And I was like, Oh, geez. The dude's like a, the dude's just a proper old school carny. And it's kind of, it's, a, it's really inspiring. Yeah, Doug, you got to check some of this out. And like his improv, of, like that was just fun. That was just fun to watch. I'm sure yeah, everyone the here. Father of buskers, we call him. This was the guy doing yeah. the draw every day, kind of. A, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a lot of it. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and some, some good how, adventures down there. Those vlogs were good, man. I enjoyed uh, those vlogs. Hey, we were living vicariously through you. I mean, yeah. Was there any point where you were like, oh, fuck this editing? Uh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, man. Dude, that, the most recent vlog, I don't know if you saw it, but the most recent vlog, oh, you did see it. You commented on it. I don't know if you watched mm. the whole thing. But, but that vlog there, holy, man. Like, that vlog goes through the night. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I hadn't slept, so I, I just like, I'll just include the airport for it and stuff. I really then, feel for you when I see the edits where you're like, all right, so this edit starts yesterday. And then in the edit, you're talking about how you're editing like today's video that's going, would have, yeah, would have yeah. seen yesterday. <laughs> like that's insane. Bro. Yeah. 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 Like the, the vlogs are like going off. Oh. Yeah. It's, um, here's the thing though. <clears throat> this, this time around in the challenge, I'm having a much better time handling it than the first mm. time I tried to do this. I mean, oh, episode, yeah. today, today's 72. Um, and it's going well. Like I don't feel knackered do you know what i mean like the first time i don't know if you remember but i was like visibly sick i was messed up mm. and uh this time it's like ah, you know sometimes it's a little bit harder like a little bit hard but it's not i'm doing much better doing yeah much and better. you got the you got the crew you got the crew behind you man giving you that love do you have a name for your vlog watchers yet 
No. I guess they have to assign their own name. You can't really give it to them. Yo, what's up, Jason Paulers? <laughs> <clears throat> the three six fivers. There's got to be. It. There's got to be some kind of clan name. Um, because they're watching Jason, daily. Jason and the Norbitos. <laughs> they wouldn't even know what that means. So, so there's uh yeah, I need to get you in the vlog, man. I think, gosh, you gotta come down. I got a, I got a gig for um, you know, Slipknot, the band Slipknot. Mm. Yeah, I got a gig for them coming up. A you do like backstage them. work, or I don't know. <clears throat> I'm performing on the stage, like pre-show. Yeah, doing a fucking straight jacket escape. Whoa! <laughs> what for Slipknot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the actual hell? For their audience, yeah. This is not unheard of, combining uh, magic with intense rock music. It's very funny. I got to take like, time to listen to some Slipknot music there so I can... You, you took 13 minutes to just slip that in there. That's like, for a lot of people, <laughs> for a lot of people, that's like insane because they grew up... Like, my era grew up... I didn't listen to Slipknot growing up, but I wasn't that hardcore. But for people, like, that's their era. Like, everyone our yeah, age yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. That's it's, insane. Uh, Okay, let me let me find the details in this thing. It's very funny. I'm flashing back to Simon Drake with Iron Maiden. He was throughout the whole show. Iron Maiden, heavy metal yeah, band, best. Simon Drake, gothic magician, performing. So, so these these are the bands that I'm performing. Uh, uh, so Slipknot, uh, Parkway Drive, Megadeth. Megadeth. Those, those oh, are the three God. big ones. Yeah. Uh, there's just like a bunch of other ones here, I guess, that are like supporting ones. But yeah, Definitely are you familiar with Are you familiar with uh, Are you familiar with Space Cowboy? Yeah, from from Australia's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that called <clears> me up. <throat> Is it like a variety experience? Then you'll be part of a. Yeah, it'll variety. be me. It'll be me. <clears throat> I guess him and a girl uh, who's an acrobat. <clears throat> right, he's yeah. the guy. Little variety show. He's the guy that does the Tesla coils with a sword sword, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah, insane yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one I was whipping stuff out of his hands when we were in New Zealand. You know, you know, when I think about this 365, man, a lot's happened. I've hardly been home in that 365. I've mostly been in other parts. <laughs> yeah. And you're only here for like what, two weeks and then you're off to Asia? Yes. Yes. God those damn will it. Be fun. Those will be fun vlogs there. Because it won't I mean, be like I won't be grinding as much. With like doing shows and stuff as well. That's insane. So be able to we, take we, a break. We should just, you know, us guys, we should just spend a day <clears throat> recording like twelve episodes because we know once stuff gets crazy, we might need to be at a bank on a few episodes. I don't know. What do you guys think in the chat? Would you mind watching like pre-saved episodes instead of like no episodes? <laughs> I think uh, I think we can. I think we should be able to do the pod still, even if I'm overseas. Should be fine. But just in case, you know, we, we could we could be like, hey, guys, this is one of those <clears throat> get out of jail free card episodes. We, uh, <clears throat> we, yeah, we just have one. it sitting there for four weeks and then like comes out that it's so out of date and out of yeah, touch. Like all time. of our content is yeah. timeless, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just see, I've got hair again and... <laughs> <laughs> Just crazy references. <laughs> Doug's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. <laughs> uh, that that was a dark that's that a very dark one. Damn. We better start doubling up an episode straight away, Jace. <laughs> in case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On a side note, look what I got sent from first dot shop. Uh, right there is a, a four bricks of playing cards. That's a thing of beauty. I think I saw Chris's comment where he's like, I think I need I to send got, more cards. I also got this too. What the what? Uh, the box. Yeah, yeah I got oh, dog, I got sponsored by Chris Ramsey. Fantastic. Yeah. Well-deserved. It's funny the way it happened too because I, 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 when he announced like, oh, we're going to get sponsors, I was like, oh, maybe I'll put my hat in the ring for it. And I was ignored and I was like, man, fuck this shit. I was going to become famous instead. And then I <laughs> And then I got this really big following, and then out of nowhere, he's like, all right. <laughs> all right, you can have some cards. He's like, all right. Steve Martindom. Be so I'm good, sick. they can't ignore you. Mm. I did. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Steve Martin. What was his magician name again with the uh, the fly? Oh, the fly Dini act is one of the yeah. best acts ever. Literally so of true. all time. So really? True. I haven't seen it before. Uh, you haven't seen Flydini? No. Oh, my God. Dude. You have homework. Um, it's one okay. of the best magic acts ever. Yep. Even better than Charlie Capers act? Well, it's not that good. <clears throat> but he oh, performed yeah. it on The Tonight Show. So he did it on with Johnny Carson. I got to say, um, have you guys seen More Minor Miracles yet? Have you seen it, Josh? Is that Your Minor Charlie Miracles? show? Yeah. No, I haven't. No, only from what you put up in your B-roll. Is this what, a, what, is uh, robots in this show, or that's a different thing? Sorry? Is he doing robots, electronics in this show? Yes, he has a robot that, that's like a small robot that's built to look like him. Mm. That has the ability to move like a normal human. And they have this, it's like a, uh, an act where they're like mirroring each other. So as he moves, the robot moves at the same pace and then... He takes a handkerchief and puts it in his hand, and then the robot pulls it out of his hand. And it's a really cool act. I was just watching it, like, holy, who, who thinks of this shit? It's the first time I've ever seen the silken thumb tip and thought that is a good trick. <laughs> Goddamn, the Damn. robot did it, man. The robot performed it. I was really impressed with um, Joel Fenton's uh, stories. Like, he only landed like two days ago, and he's already seen like. 15 shows, shows or something like yeah, in his went, first yeah, day of being there yeah he arrived and just bought a bunch oh. of tickets he and i sat at a bar for like several hours just talking nonsense it was a good time hey it's scott here yeah that's awesome he doesn't uh, mess hey, around i don't know if you heard that but scott is there it's... scott yeah yeah just on your uh phone there i just heard him go hey it's scott here oh yeah yeah it's Can a, we talk a little about the busking busking scene? Like, if you wanted to busk this thing, is it a pre like a yeah, audition? You get an invite. You just show up. You can just show up. You can yeah. just show up. You yeah, can just then show there up are like draw and be. Then there are like three different pitches. There's a music pitch. There's a pitch called the alcoves, and then there's a the circle show pitch. I was going to do the circle show pitch, but there were so many um, circle acts that if I did that, then someone would miss out. You know yeah, what I mean? I like, oh, so I was right, like, right. I'll, I'll just do the alcoves instead. And Damn. which is fine. Next year, there won't be as many performers because the thing is that the year before, uh, there were, you know, everyone was getting plenty of slots. 
And then everyone heard about that and was like, oh, that fringe must be real good. And then they all showed up. And now this time they'll be like, oh, that fringe was too busy, so they won't show up. You know what I mean? Like, yep. It's like a, a never-ending wave. So next year will be better. Are there opportunities to busk outside of the allotted slots? Is there like fringe, fringe work to be done if you're not, you know, getting Yeah, I was doing I was doing like, uh, yeah, it's like the indoor show tents and stuff where you can go and do little rocking shows and spruik them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's, uh, then there's like, you can go and busk outside of the fringe. Yeah. 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 It's just like there are spots that are regulated for the fringe. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to get across in this vlogs, like the reason why I was doing them so hard there is that I really wanted to show that like busking is a proper community. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm. And try and like show that we're real people, man. We all have yeah. our struggles. You know, there can like- be some really strong documentaries on the subject. I'm trying to think of a good one where they showcase how strong the community is. I guess there's been some, but I think I've like- highlighted that man when the guy harassed one of the buskers and like five of us chased him out. And- mm-hmm. I was just going to mention that, like that showed a really yeah, that's a great example. And you know, for those maybe who haven't watched that bit. He was doing a, a balancing act, right, with Pringles. Like, even that itself is pretty unique. Like, doing the hmm. tearing the tablecloth away with the like tower of Pringles. And then these dicks come up and just knock it over. I mean, <laughs> they didn't know where they were, obviously. <laughs> yeah. they're, on, they're on camera, and Jason Ma and Basketball Man are right there watching. And then uh, you're in trouble. Well, never... I, I assume they're dead now. I get the feeling that uh, they'll never do it again. Like, you you know, the funny thing was is that they were, they were filming. Like, one of them, was, the friend was filming the other friend where they harassed him. So they thought it was funny. Like, uh, but I reckon the next time that they're hanging out with someone and someone's like, oh, I'm going to mess with the busker, they're going to be like, no, 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 don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's like a yeah, underground right. group of gangsters just <laughs> watching over him. Just waiting for him. Damn straight. Yeah, well, the buskers look after each other. <clears throat> Can't uh, you cannot mess with it. You got to be careful. Yeah. So overall, you, Josh, we're talking about everybody else. You just did a hmm. run with the showmen, including your hometown show. How was that? Ah, oh, that's coming up. That's coming oh, up. It, in, uh, yeah, in January we did a northern New South Wales tour. Mm-hmm. But we just announced the one uh, coming up in our hometown, which is like the biggest theater in our uh, city. Q-Pack. Yeah, QPAC, 1,500 seats. It, nice. It's where Penn and Teller played when they came here. Uh, it's where the Illusionists played when they came here, like the same concert hall. It's ridiculous. Like, it's like I shouldn't be in that place doing magic. But, uh, but we are. And um, so that's coming up in April. We're doing four shows there. Um, yeah, and so we're just getting everything ready. We have to make the the show tighter because instead of 90 minutes, including an interval, this show has to be an hour and 15 minutes with no interval. So uh, it's a good excuse for us to just up our game and make it all tighter and more compact anyway. And why, why is there a change like that? Well, QPAC is very professional and like they pump out so many shows, so many high quality. Sh- like Hamilton will be playing in the theater next door to us. I see. Uh, and so they don't mess around. So they know right. what they want. And um, yeah, what happened was they sent scouts to come and watch Showman when we were on our last tour. 
like before they even agreed to have us, they sent yeah. their people out to watch the show. And um, yeah, so it's there. Yeah, there's just like little conditions and stuff. And that's one of them that the act has to be this tight, you know, tight set. But last week, uh, yeah, so, la- so I've been starting to tinker with bits in my show and I was fortunate. I like, I've had like a week off from no gigs. And then all of a sudden last week, I have three corporate shows right after one another. So I got a chance to like try out bits that I'm going to put in showman in each show and try it differently and film it and see what it looked like. And that was really helpful. Very helpful. No doubt. I normally wouldn't take a close-up camera. Like I normally wouldn't do my close-up card set that I do in showman at a corporate gig. But mm-hmm. I was like the, the last event I just did was in a convention center. So they had the tech to stream and stuff. So I was like, screw it, I'm going to do this act and see if I can get into the act from having just done all the other pieces first. Awesome. Because I have to load a few things and I was like, yeah. let me see if I can do it on the spot. And I, yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. It's good, man. I like that act. I remember when you made that, like 2000, fucking 2017 or something, 2016. It was a yeah. while ago. It a was, long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I remember I it because I was, I was living in an apartment in the valley at the time. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Mm. This will be like close-up card magic for the camera on the stage. Yeah, and long long story short, I had this um, R&B artist compose a love story song that that all the lyrics match what the cards are doing. Mm. Um, Like coming back, you know, blah, 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 hanging out with these jokers and all the the stuff just matches what's happening. Like a Sam kind of feel then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, except in a song song version, I guess. Right. So yeah, so it's my version of a story deck. But cool, I was, I was right. 2000, 2000, the end of two thousand. Uh, it was the beginning of two thousand seventeen on Valentine's. Damn, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, trick that's yeah. sorely lacking from my repertoire. The story deck, like I, mm. you know, I know people love it, and I have had requests for it all the time. Just never learned to one. have to have made yeah. your own story deck is uh is impressive i think that's the way to do it for sure well yeah i making think your I, own story deck. i've started doing that but i've only got three cards in so <laughs> oh, you're, doing, you're, you're doing good then <laughs> so Josh doesn't yeah. use the whole deck for his love story like his story deck no. um yeah, no, no, you don't have to, like, no. it's it's more of like a it's more of like a love card routine do you know what i mean like it's yeah it's not, it's not necessarily like a king street thing yeah cool that's fine yeah. that's but it's yeah, still very good. That's important. Thanks, man. Still, and it's though, changed. It's still not bad. It's all right. You know? <laughs> even, even, even still, it's definitely the most sleight of hand intense heavy routine that I do. That's for sure. Yeah, even, um, yeah, yeah, buddy. Um, and since doing it in Showman, it has a better ending now. It, it used to just end in just sort of like a pretty soft way, but now it's like, boom, much, much punchier. So it's still, even after, you know, it being around, for six years or whatever. Are we allowed it's to say still how it ends on the end? Yeah, I mean, well, the very ending Explosive is the two. Roses, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the very ending is the two cards that, that love each other turn into the two of hearts. So now they're together. And then the two of hearts changes into rose petals and they sprinkle all Ooh, on the table. Fancy. Good fun. Good Yo, what's fun. up, Christopher Richie's? Yeah, hey, Chris is our uh, stagehand, as well as his being a magician in his own right. He's particularly helping us out as a stage manager for this uh, QPAC run. What's up, bro? What's That's up, super helpful. Have you ha- Do you have a stage manager all the time with the show? I mean, you got tech guys, right? 
Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, there will be a tech crew um, mm-hmm. on board, but Chris is coming because he's in Brisbane. He'll be coming to help us, you know, as a magic with with the magic brain, you know. Yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be sick. Must be nice to have a it. team. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, got, well, I got a team. I got a team now. Me so too. Except they're all cats. I just I just outsource all my work to Mika when I can't be fucked doing something. <laughs> hey, that's what I do. The <laughs> Mika's still got that young renegade energy, so he can do it. You know? <laughs> nice. It's helpful. Yeah, that's sick. And what's what's happening with you, Doug? What's been going on lately? Oh, Cranking the content? Been living the degenerate lifestyle this week. Went to nice. a couple of burlesque shows. Uh, last night I was out with Jimmy Ferrister. He's a fan of the show. He's probably watching. We went out and got hammered and watched some burlesque and did some other New Orleans things. Same venue as with Warpo. Watching how, another show. Uh, professionally, how, I did a I did a lecture this week. That was fun. Online lecture. Zoom for the San Jose ring. And Mardi Gras? How was that? Because I don't think we've seen you since the Mardi Gras partying. Yeah. Uh, Mardi Gras is always taxing. I went out uh, the day before and really overdid it. And then tried to do Mardi Gras day and failed horribly. Good. Uh, the best thing in my life is yesterday I celebrated <laughs> my... Uh, forthcoming grandchild number four my daughter's baby shower was yesterday and of all the things i'm doing welcoming that human being into the world next month is like super happy for everybody in my universe so yeah oh great man that's great you guys missed a a banger of a uh episode the last one we did with ian brennan from the uk this guy came so prepared that he listened to every episode of ours once he knew he was going to come on the podcast. Like, he's so up to date. He knew wow. so many references uh, than, than what I did. That doubled um, our views then. That's pretty good. Absolutely. I was like, how analytic? Every episode <laughs> hitting one view. Um, and he, uh, he fooled everyone who was watching the podcast. He, he did, uh, he did like, essentially dress code. He did a, a shirt change throughout the episode. And it wasn't until the end that someone was like, I think he just got us. And we're like, oh, my God, I can't remember if you're wearing. Because by the end, I commented on his watermelon shirt. And then someone was like, was he wearing that the whole time? And I was like, I don't know. Were you wearing that the whole time? He got us, man. Props to Ian. That dude was What a great trick for virtual. That's a good choice. Yeah, that guy was prepared. Have you seen the color changing card trick by Richard Wiseman? This is a classic. He does. He says, I'm going to do the color changing card trick and everything in the room changes. The close up pad, the tablecloth, his shirt, the background and the card, but everything changes and you don't notice because you're so focused on the card trick. That's awesome. That reminds me of, it reminds me of uh, the version Vin Yang did. That's the only version I've seen. The keynote speaker, he does a version on stage where he's like, you know, basically if you're watching too closely, you miss the bigger picture yeah. and like it zooms out and shows you a, a, a wide view of what happens. And yeah. he's got a, a guy there helping him take off his jacket every time he moves his arm and you know, tablecloth, background, everything, flower pots. We can thank Richard Wiseman for that, I'm sure. He broke yeah. the internet in the early days with that color changing card trick. I'm pretty sure because uh, he it, I'm pretty sure I, I got to see him do a show at uh, Magic Live when I went there. He did like a seance thing where we got to watch what was actually happening in the room. 
with a special light because it was dark oh, for them. Yeah, that sounds like um. And it was like this is how <clears throat> you can fool people to thinking a seance is happening. And they showed like, yeah, we could see what was happening, but people there were like freaking out. Yeah. yeah look at this card trick. It's got four million views, long form, published in 2012. It's pretty so good news for to, a card trick. Two mil, I, I, was, I was tuned out for a second there. I was watching the shirt, the shirt change on that vlog. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> on that, uh, sorry, podcast. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I love that he did that, man. Do you, do you reckon so he owned good. that watermelon shirt before that episode? I, I don't think feeling, so. I reckon he went out and specifically bought a watermelon shirt. I can respect that. Yeah. I also love that he comes back with a bag of like walnut shells to cover it so that you don't see that it's changed. And then your focus is on this thing. And then he like just carries on like, yeah, nothing the, happened. Fa- <laughs> the, the fact, the fact that he waited till the very end of the podcast, like if you were watching the whole thing, your guard is so down because he's like, Oh, can I, can I, you know, rep, can I talk up one other thing that I have? And it's a product. Like he makes these peanut shells. Um, so that's what he was talking about at the time. And that, yeah. And then it wasn't until, I just happened to mention, oh, and, you know, thanks for wearing a watermelon shirt today and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, no worries. And just one person commented, I think he got us with a magic trick there. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. Good. I, I used to have a, I mean, I still have it, but I used to use a color-changing tie where you can turn around, you can, you can uh, yeah, change your tie essentially or have no tie and, or have a tie and then have it disappear. Uh, and I used to, a couple of times I did it on stage just to see if anyone noticed or I'd make sure I picked a spectator that had a different color tie and I'd be like, oh, we're not matching. And I'd turn around, turn back around. Now we've got the same color. But didn't want to fit. I don't wear ties anymore. But yeah. Have you guys ever messed around with any uh, any clothing changes? No, I don't really do Magic. My my very first magic shop purchase when I went in a real magic shop was David Ginn's color changing shoelace. Nice. It was an overpriced monstrosity, and the fact that fifteen year old me bought another thing after that was a miracle. You know. Ooh. Oh yeah, Chris has got the right idea. Obviously, Apollo Robbins did the best version of it in his TED talk and just fries everyone. You guys have seen this, right? No. Apollo Robbins TED talk. What? No, what? But are you familiar with Apollo Robbins, the pickpocket expert? Yeah, I've seen a lot of Apollo. Yeah. It's not that. Is is he talking about misdirection in that video? Is it it on misdirection? He's talking about um, uh, a particular type of blindness where it's like directional blindness or something. Yeah, that's what Richard Weissman uses. Yeah, directional blindness. Right, right. And he first he has a spectator on stage and he's like able to steal his watch and load coins and this and that because and he's you know, because he's directing his attention and stuff. Yeah. But but then he goes into other things like, you know, he gets everyone to look at their phone, see what apps they've just, you know, recently opened, and then he goes, I bet no none of you remember what the time was, even though you were looking right at it. You know, mm-hmm. it's really it's really interesting. But now yeah, I said the ending, he's one of but the more he just... scientific magi to study what we do and analyze it. You know, yeah. even like I've seen his uh, sub his work on false placements or false takes and how the eye follows the movie. Like he studied the human eyeball and how it tracks where it goes. Yeah. You know, to yeah. The, and and he also talks too many. He, al- he also talks about like I think his analogy is like imagine there's a guy sitting at 
the camera that's viewing what you're seeing. And he's like, when you ask that person a question, they have to turn around and go to the filing cabinet to look at the answer. And while that's happening, you can do something here and you'll miss it because he's not looking. And then he comes back. That's kind of his, what he's saying when he's pickpocketing yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But it's all in frame. There's no yeah. turning around to do this. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, everyone has to go watch that. I mean, it's, 25 million views it, this thing has. The, the art of misdirection, Apollo Robbins. It's just... I'll keep it on my desktop to watch. Beautiful. I'll do it after I finish today's video. Yeah, I mean, just react to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Reacting to Apollo Robbins, and then I'll get de demonetized for it. Well. Good times. It's worth it. <laughs> So oh man, I might even watch it after this just for fun because it's just so good. I wonder what he's doing now. I mean, I know he consulted for movies and stuff and Will Smith's Focus movie, and I reckon, maybe I reckon he's just, probably just just having a bath and thousands of dollars of money. You know, just I would imagine around. he's a successful corporate worker, probably doing gigs similar to the ones you do, Josh. You know, working. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe private functions. Maybe yeah. Maybe he does talks for like security companies or casinos he's in the, stuff he's in the right place to book high-end gigs you know he's on the west coast or vegas out there and mm. i'm sure he stays quite busy what about you josh how's your month looking busy this month yeah. uh so i just did a photo shoot you know so i have photos of me with a shaved head that was in that you know that had to be done so i can start updating my promo had these gigs last week that was like the main focus and now we've got rehearsals for Showman. There's like a few close-up gigs. I'm not like packed out with gigs this month, to be honest. It's really not until probably June onwards that things really kick up work-wise. But yeah, still a lot of prep to get done and things to edit for the... But you're still incredibly rich, right? Showman. Oh, I'm not even sitting on a chair. I'm just sitting on mounds of cash. Like, that's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> That's why I'm so relaxed. <laughs> we, we, I think we can agree. We never have enough cash. Like you can never have enough. And then when you have some, then you spend it on stuff like uh, camera lenses, like we were just like talking Ronin, about before the Ronin. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, DJI. So I, I bought this new. Uh, I bought the new gimmicked fifty cent piece. So ah, oh. oh yeah, with the ex the extra mat, so you can roll it <laughs> over your fingers easier. Yeah, yeah, it's like more aerodynamic coins, so it just rolls through your fingers nicely. And is it more malleable when it's in the sun? Yeah, it's a softer, uh, it's a softer metal too. See, so it just has this slight bend to it. It's nice. That's what I'd hoped. Just like your <laughs> only three grand. <laughs> well, that's that's a bargain. That Roy yeah. Cooper's design. I bought two, brother. I put one, in, you know, because they fold up pretty small, so you can like put them in your eyelid too, which is nice. What else can you put them in? Your ass. You can put them in your ass. <laughs> wow. But do you have to fold it or no? You just straight in. Oh, I'll put it back there. Sorry. <laughs> As it, when you put it in your ass, do you have to fold it or do you, you just straight in like a coin slot? Depends on how I spent the, the rest of my week previously. Oh, yeah. Well, you've been at the fringe, so I'm assuming <laughs> just... <laughs> just you can throw it straight in. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this uh, this podcast is taking a turn for the worst. I'm getting cancelled now. Yeah. Well, at least you know we're not monetized, so we're not losing much. We're okay. <laughs> well, we're getting hey, close yeah. though. I looked at the count. We're like 800 and something subscribers. Thank every damn one of you out there for hitting that button. Oh, for sure. And I hope we continue this long enough to get monetized. No, every, every, uh, we will. We will. It's It'll climbing. happen. It's It'll climbing happen. every week. Then we can all because, buy like an extra coffee each week. Oh yeah, Jace. How did that one guy have a Magic Guys jumper at at Fringe? Was that actually yours, or did someone yeah. give him? Because so, he didn't buy so, one. No, I know so everyone who so bought Mika, one. So Mika, <laughs> Mika brought his jumper. Uh, this guy just sort of taxed it and decided to just wear it all the time. Right, right. And it's funny because Quinn Beasley is one of the best street performers at the Fringe. Like he was, he was incredible street performer. Doing live comedy, stand-up comedy, and stuff, wearing our merch—it's very funny. Is he just stand-up street? That's it. No, no, he does a, a juggling unicycle act no. and stuff. But he is a stand-up comedian, so and right. he and he brings those that sort of comedic vibe out to his shows when he does yeah. his shows. So he ends up doing far better than most because you know most juggling circle show acts—they they all do the same. Jokes. It's a big hype. They do the trick. They pass the hat. Yeah. Well, it's a promise show, right? It's the promise right. that they will get up on that unicycle at yeah. some point. And they mm. all just deliver the same lines. Like every joke is the same. Yeah. And then, uh, but Quinn, on the other hand, he uh, is like an actual comedian. So he's able to like spot people in the crowd and then do like a, you know, an improv bit of comedy with that person. And it's very funny and very entertaining to watch. And it makes the whole like 10 foot unicycle thing very interesting and more fun to, to watch. But also, he's just wearing a Magic Guys merch the whole time too. Yeah, that's that's great. And then he did a shoey and and destroyed it. <laughs> he's still great, got the shirt. He's still got. He's still got it. <laughs> yeah, he shoey? just he definitely what just is, kept it. A shoey. When you you drink a beer out of your own shoe. Oh, Come on, oh Doug. yeah, oh yeah, okay. Come on, Doug. Haven't you ever been to the the Down Under, mate? We do that for breakfast. I've heard I've heard yeah. this before. The shoey. Yeah, Josh and I just did a duo shoey this morning before we started the pod. Oh. Yeah, it's no better way to start the day. I often see right before he walks out on stage for showman, he's got his shoe off and filled with beer and chug a lug, and then he goes out and does a backflip on stage. That's it. Maybe one day when when you were there to vlog behind the scenes of showman, we'll do that. <laughs> when is uh when is That'll your next disgusting. when is your next one? Like when's the QPAC one? Uh April. Sixth and eighth uh, of April. Yeah, I won't be here. When's the one after that? The following week in Canberra. I think no, you're, I be you're obviously still away. When's the one after that? <laughs> <laughs> the When's the uh, one the, when I'm back? Come on, man. Well, it's like it, it's basically every school holidays season is when we tour somewhere. So, yeah, I, no, the next ones aren't released, but um, I know I've got them blocked off. I'll tell you after. Okay. But um. You guys, eventually, you guys, just, uh, you guys should just pay for my accommodation. Just treat it like a treat it like a consultation, <laughs> a, a marketing expense. Come up and I'll consult your magic show. <laughs> yeah, Will you sell good. out your hometown show? Will you sell fifteen hundred tickets there? What's up, Seth? Uh, great question, Doug. Well, the thing is, QPAC is taking the handle on the marketing. So they're beasts. So they are organizing like radio interviews, TV interviews, all that kind of stuff. Because four shows means they got to sell six thousand tickets. Um, tickets. You know, that's a that's a lot of tickets. I know. Magic show it is. Yeah. 
I know they have sold like a shit ton already, which is which is insane. But um, yeah, so they're pumping out like we're on the side of QPAC, like this the yeah. big building. So like from Brisbane City, you can see, you know, the poster yeah. and stuff. So they know, um, they, like you said, they vetted you. They'll know. They know they're going to sell the tickets. So. Yeah, they've they've got so, their own machine, right? Mm-hmm. And do you think um, for the next and, TV spot, for the next TV spot, do you reckon you could um, potentially? Do some actual magic this time, or do you, do you feel like dropping coins and that's a great point. the hell out of the sudden deck and all that sort of stuff? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That was not to promote QPAC. That was to promote Eat Street. Because oh, that's fine then. Oh, okay, that's totally fine then. Yeah, screw Eat Street. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Did you have a sour live segment somewhere? Is that what happened? Oh, bro, it was abysmal. Holy, it was, it was fine. It just fine. wasn't Jason standard. <laughs> I made a video, yeah. Doug, about failing on live TV. Oh, so okay. Like, you can watch, watch it. online. You should go but, watch it now, guys. It's a good episode. It's very so, funny, very entertaining. Thanks. Thanks. I try to make content, you know, uh, oh, even you if it's content. I like your content. I like expense. the quality of your filming lately. You're getting better at, like, lighting up your scenes and stuff. It looks really good. Thank you. I try. Like, your, I try your, to... office, your office scenes look fantastic. Sick. I'd, it's the light box, man. It's the, the very, yeah. You're very that, that helps. very well lit in the back as well, though. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, well, that's good. But uh, yeah, so yeah, we did a morning show cross. It was seven a.m. It was live, and like my hands aren't even working. It's so early. It's just ridiculous. Uh, the host has such crazy energy. But what really messed me up was I, I'm like not knowing what we're walking into. Like Chris is telling me. There's going to be no talking, like old talk and spruik a bit about what's happening here. But when it comes to you, like don't bother trying to talk because the host will just improv off that and it will soak up too much time. So here I am thinking I just got to be like a mime and just do some stuff. But then while I'm doing that, she's like got the mic in my face so I can talk. And it's like it could have been planned out for sure a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But TV is a, a bit like that. It ended up being fine. Like people have that I don't even talk to, like even in my estate where I live, it'd be like, you're Josh, right? I saw you on TV on the morning show. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's not, I think people just, it's like they're at home and then they look at their TV screen and they see like a flash of some kind of magic thing happening. They're like, oh, cool, yeah. that's happening at E Street. Oh, yeah, cool. I can relate. Really... At State Fair I worked uh, last last uh, winter, we, I had to do a, it was 4.30 in the morning I went out to do this spot and it's like 45 degrees outside. The news host didn't even know what a deck of cards was. I was I playing the invisible deck, so I didn't have to do any sleight of hand. She couldn't name a card. It was, but still, two weeks later at the fair, hey, you're the magic guys. All you do the card tricks on the news. You know, it That's happens, it. right? Yeah. That's it. That's it. But that those news spots are brutal, especially the <clears> early <throat> ones. It can be rough to wake yourself uh, up and be prepared to magish at the early hours. It's not natural. Yeah. But yeah, Jace, John, uh, John from no, John from East Street has been having, uh, yeah, some of us do magic like on the stage, like oh, in between. I know, I know. up's break. Yeah, I know. I've heard, I've heard a few interesting stories about your <laughs> magic in between the breaks. <laughs> well, I've only done it once, so not you specifically, just the just the guys doing it. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is Joel. Joel no, no, has all not, the interesting stories. Not, not Joel. Not Joel. We know it's Joel. Dude, I used to work at Eat Street for like six years. <laughs> you don't think I'm friends with most of the people that work there? You used to work at Eat Street? No. 
how how has it been though? How are you enjoying that stage? Because that stage is like nice and big, right? It's um, but there's always a lot of clutter from all the instruments and stuff. So do you find well, that annoying? Or? Well, like I said, I only um took on doing one of the weeks because for me, it's not the best setting for a stage show for magic, like yes, the way that that audience and and market is set up, but. To my surprise, like everyone is very engaged, particularly what helps us G'd up has just done a banger of a performance right before we come on, you know. By the way, um, Khan looks phenomenal now, man. Holy crap. Yeah, he's a beast. He's he's in such good shape now. He's a beast and he knows it. <laughs> yeah, he's a very strong performer. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. The, the one time I did it, it was surprisingly fun uh, being up there. It's a weirdly good stage, right? And the people that are there are there to be entertained. So they're actually pretty susceptible to it, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. The thing yeah. I don't like is the amount of clutter on the stage because there's like a drum kit and a DJ setup and just stuff everywhere. Wow, we didn't have that. So maybe oh, they made a, maybe they made a point to not have that there for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lucky. So that was lucky. Lucky. Yes. That's cool. What'd you do on stage? Balloon swallow? Nice. No, no, I just did my uh, three-card routine with the backflip and the... I just did a quick five-minute uh, bit. Some beatboxing, backflip, get off stage. Uh, did, did you next, do that one person. beat? Did you do that one beat? The um, the one with the... Uh, was it? <laughs> Pimps in the Crib or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, you know that one as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. I, know, I never, I I never normally... do that one. <laughs> okay. I seen your <laughs> vlogs, bro. It was great. I seen, I seen your mic check. <laughs> you know I do that for you, right? You know that's the only reason I do it. I can tell whenever you beatbox or do a flicker shot, I can see you looking into my soul after it because you yeah. you do a like when you catch a flicker shot, you do like a um kind of move. You like yeah yeah yeah, and then you, and then it cuts to the next thing. Yeah, and I always <laughs> immediately follow it up with telling Mika the reason why I did it was so that when Josh watches it. <laughs> No, I love seeing it, man. It's good. There's not yeah, enough. It means, it means not you're enough. always in my mind, you know? It means I'm always thinking about you, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, ever since I've been doing more beatboxing, there are actual magicians who have reached out who also like to beatbox and like to do magic. Not necessarily in both in their show, but I've had a few guys reach out from like other countries. They're like, oh, I didn't know that there was another magician beatboxing. It's cool. There's actually like this weird sub-niche um it's been around for a while like the the um what is it the purple rabbit the spanish guy that originally started with the purple rabbit he's been doing it for years yeah Yeah, nice a whole whole beatboxing and magic thing yeah i don't know it seems to be a pretty common trend doesn't it i think magicians just like practicing stuff (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know if it's common but definitely that's common more than three let's say Doug Conn's doing it too, man. Have you seen him beatbox? Doug, give us a give us a beatbox. I have. Wiki, I've wiki, sent- wiki, 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 wiki. See? See where I'm at. Straight fire. Straight yeah. fire. <laughs> Between that and your head box sound, like you've got it covered. Yeah. You've got oh, yeah. a, you've got a great. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, Who's got that beat? <laughs> oh yeah, you can't beat it. You cannot beat uh, it. You can. Well, I mean, he's beating it right now, brother. Somebody clip that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the club. <laughs> What's up, Stefan? <laughs> uh, so funny. That's brilliant. 
People just want that, Ezra. You should do that recording. before you do card to mouth, Doug. Yeah, you can tell my mouth is empty. Do you know what would be a you know what would be a good act, Josh? Imagine if you could actually do card to mouth, but you beatbox a whole tune, and then immediately after, you just produce the card. That would mm. be crazy. You'd fool the hell out of everyone. Well, you know, you, I haven't thought of that, but what I had thought of similarly was the the mini Rubik's cube. How you put it in your mouth, mixed up, and it comes out of your mouth solved. Yeah. I've never done it myself. I'm, I'm not even sure that I know the method for sure. And don't say it on here if you do. But message me about it. But um, and teach so me the method is all the a... methods. <laughs> but basically, I, I did think about that. What if you could beatbox while this thing's in your mouth and apparently that's moving it around to solve it? That'd be. I like that idea, actually. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're going to do that you trip, do why not do that too? Yeah, I don't know if you could do it with a Rubik's Cube in your mouth, though. But yeah. No, the method for it's simple, bro. All it is is <laughs> you just gotta, yeah, you just gotta do an L one, a you know, a U R prime, U prime, prime yeah. Yeah, yeah, with your tongue, yeah. yeah it's not that difficult, bro. It's pretty easy. It's actually, it's actually really easy. So, just don't be lazy, yeah. dude. Come on. No, that's it. Come on, bro. That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure if you learn how to do that, your partner will appreciate it. <laughs> 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 All right, look at what I got, boys. Some quality dice. Ooh, first dot shop dice. First yeah, dot so dice. Can, yeah, yeah, they sent them to me, which is great. But I want to, uh, I, I want to come up with a routine for it now. I wish I had a blue one of these. I wish I had a blue one of these. Doug, you know the routine I'm thinking of when I say that. A die routine with a different colored die. Yeah, one of the dice is a different color. Yeah. Wow. Nothing comes to mind, actually. See, this is your is problem, that, Doug. This is your problem. You don't know enough about magic. Is that the one? <laughs> <laughs> is that? <laughs> I try hard, but I, you know, I lack. Is that in <laughs> reference to like a die stacking routine where you can put the color die in whatever number they say or something? Kind of, yeah, kind of, but it's uh, more much, magical. Much better. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, it's cool. There's a, there's a few different things you can do. But yeah, I want to do a dice stacking routine. Now, what you do is you, well, the routine is that you have uh, like a kind of chop cup situation and you do a dice stacking thing and then you take the blue dice and it passes through onto the top of the stack, for example. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like you're doing a chop cup dice stacking routine. And then the finale is you'd produce like two jumbo dice or whatever. It's a very nice routine. Mm. Um, very, very hard to do too, but it's fun. So I'm going to you know, work on that and try and get it working. So we'll see that in day number 150. I don't know what you're going to see in 150, man. I've never made it that far. <laughs> There's a world where I still don't make it that far. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Have you thought about how you're going to end? <clears throat> uh, yes. Yes. I'm going to delete my channel. Nice. Trees are very... At the very end of it, I'm going to delete my whole channel, start yep. a new one, and the new one's going to be called 365 Days of Grieving the Fact I Deleted My Channel. So. You know what you should do? And I, I wanted to do this when I um, made my 100 vlogs, although it took me three years to make 100 vlogs. But uh, you should do a watch party where you just line them all up and you stream you watching all 365. Jesus and people just. Christ watch the stream that's a mm. massively long stream 
Absolutely. I'm not making short episodes anymore. I know we're like 10 to 15 minutes long. Like, oh, it's going to be four days long, but I'm just saying four that, would days be an arti- that, that would be an artistic approach to ending, you know. That would be everyone exhausting, watches. bro. Have you done that? Did you do a stream like that? No, no. You should. Well, I'm saying you should because I'm you'll saying- have, you know, a massive watch party that will be there with you, you know. It kind of, it's basically kind of like... Um, What's his name that did this exact thing, but with all his movies? No, I don't know. Guy from Transformers. Oh, Optimus Prime. Yes, Mark Wahlberg. Prime. No. Ah, oh, the guys in the comments know what I'm talking about. I just can't pronounce. I can't think of how to pronounce his name. Michael in my Bay. Goddamn head. <laughs> Come on, guys, help me out. You guys know what I'm talking about. Nicardo Avocado. You know. <laughs> No, we don't know what you're talking about. The main character in, like, the got the boy in, like, the first Transformers. Yeah, Optimus Prime. That Bumblebee. dates Megan Fox. I oh, love, Megan Fox. Yeah, 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 Megan Fox. Uh, yeah, she's good. She, she Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Thank you. Thank she's you, Christopher Richies. Oh, my God. Thank, Thank you. Goodness. Oh, why didn't you just say that, Josh? <laughs> so he, so he did this. You could have cut out so much time if you just said it. Content baby, he did this thing where he complicated, bro. He went to a cinema and had every movie he's been on play, but the camera is just on him, so you can hear the movie and you can see like the lighting change when it cuts to different scenes. But it's just him reacting to him watching his own stuff. This is what I'm thinking, Josh. I'm thinking that that you hurry up and come down to an episode with me. Come on, bro. Yeah, great. And then you'll cut out. uh, You you'll find a way to like. Cut out every part I'm in, or like, how would I put how would I his head on my shoulders or something? Why would I do this? Is a weird thing that you're saying to me right now. Are you projecting, bro? Are you a little jealous of Mika? Huh? Is that what I'm hearing right now? I love Mika. Yeah, why why are you saying all this weird stuff? Like, I would cut you out and Photoshop him in over you or something. Well, I'm just saying, like, in the same fashion that no one knows this podcast exists in your world, you would find a way to, like, I'm in the vlog and then. When I leave, like, this podcast has appeared in the vlog three times now. That's like one percent, maybe, of your vlogs. No, I've only done 70, 71 episodes, so it's actually more like like six percent. Well, you know what? This podcast, no one in this podcast knows that your three six five exists. Okay, don't worry. Good. I don't. I don't want them to know. <laughs> I don't, want these, I don't want these people watching me. I suck. But you know, you know what? Like, yeah, I'd love to be in your vlog. What I really love is to like help film a vlog and make it like the most cinematic vlog we could possibly make. That would be sick. That would be sick. I, I mean, bring the stabilizer, bring that. all the gear. I mean, we that could play fun. around with that idea. I think it would mm. be cool if we if we just like planned something ridiculous. Like instead of just mm. like doing doing a vlog, it was like Joss and Jace decide to fly to tasmania for a day or something you know just something stupid just mm. josh and jace decide to fly over to new zealand mm. for street magic just because we can and that's the vlog we just go over there we fly there we do one trip and fly home <laughs> like, you know just something stupid just what spend seven hundred dollars for a <laughs> what if gonna it was do like... that? just come to new orleans we'll all do it here and we'll just mm. be all of us what yeah, if it was like, like that? you wake up and you realize you've lost something or you've left something back in Brisbane, or your battery camera's 
about to die or something, your camera's battery. And then you call me like, hey, man, can you bring this to me? And I'm like, I got you. And then the whole thing is like me cinematically like making this whole detrimental trip to Sydney. I'm like, there you go. See ya. Yeah. Well, well, I guess we'll pass on that idea. Anyway, no, I yeah, was, I'll just I was, yeah, I was invested. I was listening to the story, and then, <laughs> then you just stopped all of a sudden. Oh, did I? Yes. No. Basically, what I'm saying is, we make this whole cinematic journey of me trying to get this item from you. Yeah. Like yeah. it cut. It cuts That's from you me, calling yeah. me to being like, "Hey, can you? I need your help." And I'm like, "All right, I got you." And I get all the way there, and then we find some comical oh, ending. Like, to oh, don't it. worry, man. I got a. I had a spare all along. So. Yeah. 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 Or, or what, if we, uh, what if we do a trip to Melbourne, bro? You and me. We just oh, what's Magi Fest? When the hell is that? You mean the uh, Melbourne Magic Festival? Yeah, that one. It's usually around my birthday in July, I think. You have a I, birthday? No, that can't be right. Well, every now and then. Wait, wait, yeah, isn't it soon? It's like I actually don't know Melbourne Magic Festival. Is it May? In May. If it's in May, we should just go and meet up in Melbourne, just staying in the comms together or something and just make a cheeky day or two vlog. I feel so left out of this whole skit. No, you're welcome to come along, bro. Grab your flights mm. and... Mm-hmm. Mm. Sure. I've also... I've had... I've actually had these funny ideas. I can't tell you them in case I actually do them. But I've had funny ideas about your know, 365 and just kind of like infiltrating them, but like without you knowing. You hear, you hear that, guys? Josh is going to do a 365. You heard it here first. <laughs> Clip that. Clip that. Josh is going to do a 365. He's had funny ideas for it for ages. Yeah. Yeah. For yours. Josh, you should, you should do a 365. Thanks, man. Fuck that. <laughs> Bro, you'd look great in a 365. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate the enthusiasm. Yo, what's up, guys? Josh Novito, the Norwegian weirdo, back at it again with another episode of the 365 Days of Magic Challenge. Yeah. Today, I'm going to look at Jason's previous 365 to see what trick I should do. Uh, we're doing linking rubber bands like that. Yeah. Well, what if we do an episode of the 365 where I I uh, fully deck myself out to look exactly like you? And I <laughs> I try yeah, to bro. reenact your mannerisms. My hip. Just go to the Halloween my, store uh, and get a Jesus costume. You're all set. Hey, there you go. But here, l- let me just take my human battery real quick. All right, double let's go do some magic, baby. Double A battery for humans, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Double A battery for I humans. Like, I like to refer to it as either a double A battery for humans or cardio in a can because it gets the heart rate up. Mm. Yeah. Okay, what if it could be like a bad yeah. – <laughs> what, what if it could be like a purposely bad reenactment of Jason 365? So I I look like a wish.com version of Jason. What do you My mean? You already of, look like a wish.com version of Jason. <laughs> well, we're halfway there. And then we have instead of like I say, oh, I got my new sweet cards and it's like the queen slippers. <laughs> Casino cards with the hole drilled through them. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> uh, we have to get someone that looks like Yuki, but maybe it can just be even a guy or something. Like it looks nothing like Yuki. <laughs> what are you trying same. to say about Yuki? Oi, what the hell? It's my wife. No, 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 I'm saying as a wish. Oi, 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 oi. Oi, wait, wait. Nothing wish.com about her. Come on, man. <laughs> but you have someone that looks nothing like Yuki, but has like a wig on, like maybe the same colored hair. I'm like, ah, oh, good morning, baby. And then, like, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, yeah, 
bring out the queen slippers. Just get a, just get your missus <laughs> to dress up like a, dress up like Yuki. It's fine. It's yeah, all good. Why does she have to be a dude, you weirdo? <laughs> Content. And I've, yeah, I've always wondered what that would be like. So hurry up and start your three six five. Yeah, everyone's keen on it, bro. Look at this. The, the comments are blowing up. One person. Jason starts. Josh finishes. Yeah, and then the no, the other one is uh, there's more up there. If you read them all, you'll see them. Josh, Josh will start as soon as Jason finishes. I'd watch a Josh um, three. I'd watch a Josh three six five. Um, Josh, if you do a three six five, I'll send you forty grand. Ooh. Well, here's the thing, guys. I've made 100 blogs in my time, and I did not see any of these kind of comments at the time when I was doing this. Okay, so mm-hmm. <laughs> just enjoy Jason's vlogs and get off my case. <laughs> no, brother. They want to enjoy your vlogs, but they want them to be daily. The problem is that your stories are always so jarring because they're not cohesive. You know, there's not a clear flow from day to day. It's just like one week to one week. It's confusing. <sighs> All right. Here's what I'll commit to. <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys.